Welcome to Kindreds, a podcast for soul sisters. I'm Ashley Peterson. And I'm Katie Zay. We're kindred spirits talking all things faith, feminism, and friendship from our homes in the South. We are so glad to welcome back friend of the pod, Ashley Easter, who was one of our very first podcast guests back in 2018 when Ashley Peterson was out on maternity leave. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, uh, Leaving Fundamentalism and Ending Abuse back from 2018. But today we're going to talk about something a little bit different or a lot different, actually. We're going to be talking about intuition, which is one of our very favorite topics. So Ashley Easter is an intuition coach and a survivor activist. She's also an amazing friend, I'm just saying. Um, She's a cult survivor turned intuition master who helps women stop the self-doubt and harness their intuition so that they can take control of their destiny by becoming intuitive AF. In keeping with the theme of our episode, intuition, um, we didn't include a whole lot of structure for our conversation today. We kind of just want to see where it goes. So let's dive in and and follow this conversation. I'm so excited. Welcome, Ashley Easter. We're so glad to have you. Yes, welcome. So I just want to know when you say the word intuition, what is it that we're talking about here? What do you mean exactly? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on the show. It was fun last time. I'm glad to be here again. That is a great question. What is intuition? And I think everybody has a different idea of what intuition could be. And sometimes when you look out on social media, it just seems like this woo-woo thing that you can't really nail down. But when I Mm -hmm. talk about intuition, I'm talking about you getting information from your subconscious mind through four different ways, either feeling knowing, seeing with your mind's eye, hearing with your mind's ear. You're getting this information from your subconscious mind and it pings up the information to your conscious mind and gives you an answer to a question, some guidance, something like that. So it could be, you know, that gut feeling that you have. It could be a vision or dream that comes up for you. It could Mm. just be a sense of, I don't know how I know this, but all of a sudden I just know. So when I'm talking about intuition, that's really what I'm talking about. Not the mind chatter, but that thing that is deeper in your soul, in your subconscious mind that pops up and gives you really amazing wisdom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. And I love how information can come lots of different ways. And so learning how that is for you individually, it sounds like is very important. So along those lines, can you share about your, your personal journey in discovering your intuition and how it has shaped your life? Absolutely. Everybody has intuition. And I like to say this, you know, it's not just something for a gifted few. It's not just for people who identify as intuitives or mediums or whatever. Everybody has intuition because everybody who is human, and I imagine everybody listening to this podcast is human. Uh, If not, hello, aliens Uh, (laughs) or dogs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if, if you're human and you are, you have a subconscious mind, so you have intuition. So everybody has intuition. However, um, sometimes that intuition can be pushed down. It can be suppressed. We can ignore it. We cannot know our intuition's voice. And that was really what my experience of intuition was for a long time. Like I talked about in the last time I was on the show with you, I grew up in a very cult-like environment that suppressed women's voices, women's intuition, just generally suppressed women. I had intuition, but it was systemically pressed down, uh, overlooked. And I was told over and over again to just trust the men and male spiritual authorities in my life. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, there was a part where there was like an inner struggle as a child between like, this doesn't feel right. Something in my body feels like this isn't okay. And then Mm -hmm. having to just survive in a group like that and really ignore it just to keep, you know, living. And so that was most of my childhood experience was suppressing intuition. It might've popped up here and there, but when it really came out strongly for me was right after I had gotten out of an abusive courtship relationship. We had been engaged. We were tracking down to marriage. And when I finally broke that off, I went through this deep, dark depression, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, all of those common PTSD things. And it was really hard for me Um, just to keep on living, not so much because I didn't want to live, but because when I was awake, I would have this anxiety, this crushing anxiety. And when I would sleep, I would have these nightmares. So what I would do, yeah, what I would do at night was wait till everybody went to sleep, put on headphones and listen to music really, really loud just to kind of drown out the thoughts in my own mind. And when I did that one night, Um, really just in this state of deep, dark depression, I had this voice come into my head and it said, it's going to be okay. Something big, something good's about to happen. It's going to be okay. Something something good's about to happen. And I would have called that something different back then because I was working in a different framework that I am now. But I now realize that was the voice of my intuition. And when I was able to shut off the noises of other people, it was able to come up. And from there, it wasn't long after where I left the cult. I found my amazing husband. I started experimenting and exploring with intuition. And it it really took me from leaving a cult to starting a a nonprofit organization, starting a conference that was sold out the first year. you know, becoming an abuse survivor advocate, now becoming an intuition coach. Um, really, every major decision in my life um, has been guided by intuition now. Um, and I also use it for little things like the grocery store, picking out avocados. So it's really <laughs> everything it. for me. But that's, in a nutshell, my path and journey to discovering how intuition can change your life. I think all of us are convinced. And I just want to thank you for being so open with us about your journey and the really, really, really tough moments, which is often when we have these kinds of breakthroughs, um, when when we can surrender to, to the divine within or our intuition, whatever we call it, but that truth that comes through when the noise is gone. So thank you for sharing that. So I hope everybody listening is ready to tune in. So I think a big question that many of us have is how do we discern that intuitive voice from our ego voice. So we have to kind of think about what the ego voice is and how do we know to trust our intuition and not be suspicious of it? Right. So there is a lot of science behind intuition and that's, that is really one of the big things that get, that has given me comfort and trusting it is knowing that it isn't just this woo woo thing that you can't nail down. You can attach it to spirituality. And I personally do, but there's actually a lot of science behind how the subconscious mind works. So basically the brain is very complex, but I'm going to just break it down into something super simple. You have the left side of your brain and the right side of your brain. 
the right side of your brain is where the conscious mind is. The things that you're aware of, the things that you are like, okay, I'm looking at this computer screen right now. I see, you know, the faces of these beautiful podcast hosts. You know, I am taking a sip of my smoothie, you know, whatever. The things that you are consciously aware of. Now, your subconscious mind, that is in the right side of your brain. And those are the things that are really under the surface. So it's kind of like a computer. You have your desktop where you can see all your files and you may have a ton of files on your desktop. I mean, I know I do. And you're aware of all those things and you know where they are and you're able to access them easily. But then the subconscious mind in the right side of your brain is sort of like that finder feature on a Mac or maybe the search feature on, you know, Android or whatever people have. Um, you have so many more files and data under the surface there. Okay. And you may not be consciously aware of those. All you can see is on your desktop, but that subconscious mind has maybe, you know, those 10 years worth of files or whatever on your computer's hard drive. That's sort of how your conscious mind and subconscious mind works. And let me give you a quick um, example. So the left side of your brain, the conscious part of your brain is trying to solve a math problem. And you have to remember back to um, high school or college where you learned to solve that math problem. You got to remember the steps. You got to take the steps. You got to work the problem. And then you get an answer. And the thing with that is maybe you forgot one of the steps. Or maybe you remembered all the steps, but you're dyslexic like me and you forgot to carry the one or you flipped your eight or you flipped your six and your nine, something like that. Okay, so there's a lot of room for error. That's your ego brain. It's not bad. It's useful, but it's not always accurate. Hmm. Intuition, on the other hand, goes through a very similar analytical process to that math problem solving that you do in the left side of your brain, but it does it under the surface. It has access to so many more data points, and it can get you an answer within one to three seconds. Science calls it rapid cognition. It just pings it up to the surface. It's got... Um, data points it connects to like past dna memory like with epigenetics it has memories that your conscious mind can't remember fetal memory it picks up on energy in a space on and on and on i talk more about this in my course so the reason you can trust your intuition is because your conscious mind is super fallible okay like there's a lot of room for error when you're trying to work that math problem but your subconscious mind where your intuition is it's got more access to data science says it's more accurate and it can give you answers much faster so when i realized that i was able to be like okay all right now i know i can trust my intuition but how do you know the difference okay between the ego yeah the intuition okay so here's the science you know you can trust it but like how do i know this is intuition speaking so it's very much in the energy of it. Your ego is going to feel very much scattered. It's going to have a lot of hyper energy around it. It might have fear or anxiety. It's going to be trying to play safe, keep you playing small so you don't get outside of your comfort zone. Then on the flip side, your intuition is going to be calm. It's going to be cool. It's going to be direct. It's not going to be wavering back and forth. It's just going to be like, you don't know how you know this, but you know this. Um, and you might have fear about what your intuition is telling you, but the voice of your intuition will never be one that's trying to scare you. So even in a situation where it's warning you of danger, it's going to be like, hey, stay away from that person. 
instead of your ego, which would be like, I don't know about that person. What about this? Your past trauma's coming up. Yada, yada. It's going to be calm, cool, direct, and clear. And it's not coming from fear or playing small. It's always going to come from love and expansion. So when you can tap into those two different energies and know what that feels like, then you can know when it's your intuition speaking and when it's your ego. That's amazing. I feel like people who are a little more into scientific explanations for things that are hard to understand, like I feel like there's a lot of support there that people can dig into where I like how you said it's not just woo necessarily. Although you did mention that you apply a spiritual framework to your understanding of intuition. And that is a big question that I have is what does our intuition have to do with our spirituality if we choose to frame it that way? And under the surface of that question, I guess, is the religious institutions that we were part of or our upbringings, how do those shape our early understandings of our intuitive voice, either in a positive way or a negative way? And I guess my example is, so I was taught that God is separate from us. Right. We pray to, you know, God, our Father who art in heaven. God it lives somewhere else. And so if we are receiving communication from God, it's coming from external. It's going to be something we receive from outside of us. And so I always believed that if God was speaking to me, it would be in a voice very different from my own and that intuition was something totally different, maybe didn't even really exist, But if I was listening to intuition, that was all me. And now I understand my intuition as divinely sourced. Mm. That's God speaking within me. And I don't know that that everybody thinks about intuition that way, but that is how I think of it now. And it's just been a big, a whole big shift in how I was raised and how I see it now. So I wonder if you could speak to that a little bit, the spiritual um, nature of intuition. Mm. Yeah. So I I really love what you just said there. And I think this is one of the top questions I get, particularly from people who grew up Christian is, you know, how, how do we look at this in a framework of, you know, God and like, is this the Holy Spirit speaking? For me, what I've settled on is that there is science behind everything. And we often use religion to describe things that can be backed up with science and the other Mm -hmm. way around, you know? Um, So I think it's really just different language that we're using to say the same thing. And I think the religious spiritual language can be really precious in a way um, of relating to things like energy that, you know, it's hard to feel connection to just like an energy force or, um, you know, the subconscious mind. But if we can personify it in a way that, you know, fits with our belief system, it can be a lot easier to have a conversation and relationship with it. So, for instance, one of the practices I do with my students and my program is um, when we talk about intuition, I take them through this visualization meditation where they kind of picture what their intuition looks like. And then they're able to have like a dialogue with this, you know, higher self or whatever. And I think in essence, that's probably what religion has done. And it it can be an effective tool really to be able to connect with that. But as far as where it's coming from, there's really two places that we get intuitive knowledge. Um, So for one, where I talked about previous um, was is really in the subconscious mind. And 
like I said, we can pick up on energy. There's, you know, um, ancestral DNA that's changed and, you know, altered and then passed through generations through epigenetics, you know, all kinds of things like that. But also one of the data points we can pick up from is the quantum realm, the energy realm. And energy is omnipotent, omnipresent. It's everywhere. It is everything. So even though my phone case right here looks like it's solid, it's really not. If you zoom into it, it is made up of energy. Everything is energy. And with quantum energy, that's like the universal energy source. Um, we can tap into that. Um, we can tap into different knowledge and information from the quantum realm. And I think, um, you know, that is in some ways outside of us, but also connected to us because we're all connected because we're all energy and there's not really a starting or stopping point with energy. So it's still coming from within, but also from without. And I think a lot of times that quantum energy, people put a name to as God and, um, or whatever higher power they believe in. And so, yes, I think it comes from inside of us. I think it also comes from outside of us, but I think it's all kind of connected and that there's not really a difference between what's coming from within and without because it's all tangled up together. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's really beautiful. And we don't have time yeah. to get into, the, into this, but another area I've heard where we receive intuitive information is actually in the heart space as well, that our mm -hmm. hearts pick up information also. Um, and that the, I forget what it is, but there's just like all these sensory things around our heart chakras that pick up intuitive information. So we have lots of sources of this, you know, where we might feel it. And I know for me, the heart is where I've started to feel it even more than even in my headspace, um, which has been a new experience, which is very cool. So can you talk to folks who maybe are just starting out, maybe they've never thought about this before um, consciously and say, hey, I want to start tuning into my intuition actively. I want to I grow these skills because we know these are skills, right? What would you recommend they do just to start that process? Yeah, well, let me give you three tips for that. So number one, it's just knowing uh, the difference between intuition and ego like we talked about before. So getting really um, clued into that. Because when you can tell the difference, then you can have so much more confidence. So um, maybe rewind back to where we talked about the differences between intuition and ego and really sit with yourself and think, you know, okay, here's a situation where I wasn't sure. Now let me put this against the qualifications of ego, qualifications of intuition, and really get comfortable with understanding the difference. Um, number two would be know how intuition shows up. And the four main ways it shows up is through a sense of knowing. You don't know how you know, but it just pings up. That rapid cognition happens and you know the answer. Um, pay attention to how you how you experience intuition. The other way is through seeing. So maybe through uh, visions in your mind's eye, images that pop up in a meditation, dreams, those types of things. Um, hearing. So like in my story, like if you've been sitting beside me, you would not have heard the words that came into my head. It's going to be okay. Something good's about to happen. Um, but if you've had words come up like that, that you're like, I didn't try to think of that, you know, that just came to me, pay attention to that. Um, and then the, the feeling, you know, like Katie said, she can feel it in her heart. You know, some people feel it in their gut. Some people feel it as chills coming down their arms. So Know the difference between what intuition and ego feels like, and then know how it speaks to you. And then I would just start a dialogue with your intuition. 
Okay. This is fun because a lot of times we think with our intuition that we just have to wait for it to speak to us. But I would encourage you to ask your intuition questions. You start the conversation. This is a relationship. Get quiet, sit in a meditative state and say, hey, intuition, I'd like to know the answer to this. And I, I try to say, you know, go for open-ended questions, not yes or no's when you're first starting. Just say, what do, what is some information I could have about this? Um, and uh, just see what comes up for you or what comes up during the rest of the day because sometimes it takes a little bit of time for it to filter in. So those would be my three tips um, for really tapping into your intuition. Um, so, so, so many more, but, you know, I, I know we only have a short bit of time. So I wanted to share share those with you because I think that'll get you really started on the path. Okay. I love that so much. And I know you mentioned the big example of intuition showing up for you was it's going to be okay. Something big is coming, but you also mentioned that you might use your intuition like at the grocery store. (laughs) And I wonder if you can share like a recent example of when your intuition spoke to you and you followed it or it turned out to be right. Yeah. So, um, Okay, here's one. I was driving down the road and I was like, damn, I really would like some grilled veggies. We have this grill on our back deck and it's we we don't own this house. So it's somebody else's grill. I don't know how it works. I don't want to blow up the house. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't trust that grill. But I also don't want to spend $300 to get some grilled veggies for dinner tonight. I was driving down the road and my intuition is like, you need to go to the Goodwill. And I was like, what? Pull into the Goodwill. My intuition is like, the first aisle you go down, you will see a George Foreman grill and you're to buy that. And I'm like, nah, they're not going to have a George Foreman grill. I mean, nah. Walk into the store, first aisle I go down, there's a George Foreman grill. And then I'm like, I'm going to get a little bit picky. I want one that I don't have to clean. I'll sanitize it, but I don't want one that's dirty. My intuition is like, okay, turn a little bit to your left turn to my left and there's one that is sparkling clean, but it's big. And I'm like, intuition, I don't want a big one. I don't have space for that. And it's like, turn around. I turned around. How there's many a George, George Foreman's do they have? So many George Foreman's. There were three. I turn around. There's a small George Foreman grill that is sparkling clean for $4. I pick it up. I get my grove veggies and I've been using it like every day since. I love that. So- I love how you're like picky. You're like, no, that's not good enough. I want something else. <laughs> It's so much fun, you know. Information and intuition together. <laughs> That's great. That story's amazing. Be specific about what you want. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's so fun. That is so much fun. So um, kind of as a last question for folks who might be anywhere on their journey, what are some of your favorite resources for intuition? And this could be your own resource. We are happy for you to pitch your own stuff um, or practices that you would encourage people to check out. Yeah. Yeah. So I love fade wave meditations, um, where you're just listening to, um, instrumentals, but it's, um, really helping you tap into, you know, fade waves because when you're in that state, that's when your subconscious mind is really open and it's easier to hear from your intuition. And, uh, a resource of mine that I have that's free for you all is, um, it's called the intuition versus ego toolkit. You can just go to ashleyeaster.com slash toolkit. And in this toolkit, it gives you a guide um, so you can know the difference between intuition and ego. There's some journal prompts there that can help you get clear and also a guided meditation that you can use. Um, 
I really I call it the tap in tap out meditation because it's pretty fast. Um, so those are those are some free resources you could look up. And then I also have my six week intuition mastery program where you really become an intuition master. You learn all the science, and there's more science than what I just shared you now. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, we go through all kinds of things like dreams. We go into, you know, asking for signs from your intuition that show up and had such amazing stories um, from students in the past. We, you know, really get to a place where you feel comfortable and confident, you know, taking big leaps, you know, whether it is leaving a cult, deciding a new job career, whatever, <laughs> we, get, we get pretty clear on how you can trust yourself. This isn't about me being the guru. It's about you trusting yourself. And that's intuition mastery. Um, you can go to, you know, any of my social media pages, you'll, you'll find that. And I think we got another, yeah, we got class coming up in a couple weeks in June starting again. So huh, we'd love, love, love to have you all join. <laughs> So you told us where we can find you. Is there anything else you want us or our listeners to know? I would just reiterate the fact that you are an intuitive being. And I just shared some cool stories with you, but that's not because I'm special. That's just because I've, you know, tapped in, tuned in. You probably have stories like this too, if you think back and remember. And it is a practice. It's a skill you can hone. And so if you're feeling like, you know, my intuition is not working for me, Maybe there are some things that are blocking it, but it's there. And you can learn to use this on an everyday basis, like the powers inside of you. And uh, I would just encourage you to explore and discover that. I love that. There's a song that always pops into my head when people talk about intuition. And I actually think music that pops into your head is also intuitive. Yep. But there's yep. that song that goes, listen to your heart when it's calling for you. And that always makes oh, me yes. think of like, tune into that heart, you know, or your <laughs> yeah subconscious mind, whatever it is. And um, that always kind of helps me stay on track. So this was awesome. You gave us so much information in such a short period of time. And it was fun and accessible. And I know our listeners are going to love it and are going to want to follow you and start tuning into that intuition. So thank you so much for being on the show with us, Ashley Easter. I have to say Ashley Easter because we have two Ashleys. (laughs) An abundance of Ashleys. I love it. (laughs) Thanks so much. That's going to be the title of my memoir. An abundance of Ashleys. (laughs) I I co-sign that. Well, (laughs) thanks again. This has been great. And and that's it for this episode. Um, Next time, we're going to be talking with author Megan Chance about her new book, Women Rising, which should be a really wonderful conversation. So Ashley P., I will talk with you then. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, kindredspodcast.com. That's kindreds with an S. Or you can send us an email at team at kindredspodcast.com. You can also follow me, Katie, on Twitter at Katie Zay. That's Katie with an E-Y-Z-E-H. Please send us your thoughts, ideas, and questions. We'd love to hear from you. 